You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. When did Dwayne Haskins, when was he drafted? Where was his, where was he at? Uh, I think it was 2018. No, but but like where at? Like Oh, mid first round, like 15 or 17, I want to say. Wow. We were talking before the show. This is Huddle Up a Football Podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Corey and Daniel always. Welcome back, guys. Um, Yo. You know, we're talking about one of my disconnects with NFL and college is that in, in college football, there are matchups that don't make sense. Like there, there are teams that are so outnumbered, they couldn't possibly win. It doesn't work like that in the NFL. In the NFL, even the, the, the one in 15 Jets can beat somebody. I mean, you have to be worried about that because they're all professional athletes. At the college level, when Clemson goes against, um, I don't know, I'm gonna, I'm a, a Louisville State University, no knock against Kentucky or Louisville, just naming some random state university that obviously doesn't have a, st- a chance against Cleveland, against or Clemson, I'm sorry. Those matchups happen. My disconnect comes there. You know, how do we, how do we identify which of these pr- the top-end college athletes are going to make it in the NFL? Because they don't all make it. We talk about Dwayne Haskins. That's what brought it up. You know, Dwayne Haskins was an, is an absolute failure. For his draft capital, at least. Maybe, maybe there's something there. We'll find out. I, but I don't think there is. Nope. How do you guys figure out? Help me. Somebody help me. We're talking about running backs today. Hit subscribe. Let's move on from, um, from the hit subscribe stuff real quick. Right away. Guys, take over. How do you figure out which of these running backs, which ones are going to make it, and who are the best five? Just take over. Well, I'll, I'll be the first to say whenever we brought up doing this episode, I wasn't super excited because I don't, I'm not a big fan of drafting running backs early, and I think they're all kind of wishy-washy. It's all situation, but I did take the effort to dig in this week and – uh, I watched a couple game films from each guy. I tried, I tried to stay away from the high. I wanted to see what they were doing on every single play. Um, and lucky enough, the film that I watched, you know, if they were, most of these guys are from bigger schools. They were playing bigger schools. So you weren't seeing, you know, Clemson versus Jackson State, you know, some small schools. So I didn't run into any of that, luckily. And first of all, big shout out, Tony. I know you do a lot with the Dynasty Nerds. Whenever I was watching this film, uh keel pro 88 on youtube had film for all these guys which was absolutely fantastic so shout out to him Um, if you want to just to piggyback on that the dynasty nerds have been great partners of mine i haven't done a lot with them recently so i don't want to take credit for something that's not due Um, but i feel like i'm welcome with them and in exchange the dynasty nerds have a film room i don't know if if anybody's aware of this but it's on YouTube, and basically a few of the of the heavy hitters with the Dynasty Nerds sit down and watch game film. If you subscribe to the Dynasty Nerds as a free subscription, you can get access to that, and you can watch them break down film as they see it. It's just a really great tool. So uh, free plug. I've got no, no favors there, but do check that out. If you're interested in these rookies and you want to watch film and have a breakdown of the film, the, the Dynasty Nerds have a solution for that, and it's a good one. Anyway. But yeah, I bet. I, I watched some film, tried to, you know, decipher, you know, it, and a lot of it's just eye tests with these guys. You don't know how they're, con- they're going to turn out in the NFL. But, 
I mean, I had a couple criteria, um, five to be exact, you know, how they perform in the run game, the pass game, how elusive they are. Do they pla- do they pass block and are they good at it? And do they show effort on the field? They're not, you know, they're not giving up on plays, stuff like that. Um, how do you, Daniel, how do you do it? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the same. Um, I don't just look at highlights. I, I look at, you know, game film uh, when I'm breaking these guys down. And I was telling Corey a lot of what I base my decisions off of, because that's ultimately just kind of what this is, is just opinions, um, is eye tests. Um, you could you can kind of just tell by watching in years of the NFL um, who who kind of looks like they're going to play a part in the NFL um, just by the way they cut, by the way they run, how fast are they compared to you know college level? Because if they're not that fast in the college level, they're definitely not going to look fast in the NFL. Um, so just just mostly eye test for me, but I kind of like Corey look at all aspects of the game, not just oh, look at this highlight reel of him getting handoffs when the defense wasn't expecting it, and he breaks away on this run that nobody touches him on. I mean, sure, it's impressive with speed alone, but you you don't get the full picture of these guys. I'll let you start off, Daniel. Who you got is uh, either number five, or do you have an honorable mention? Well, um, I do have an honorable mention yet again, Tony. I uh, I will spare you and not give this guy a Grammy. You can give him a Grammy if you want to. Just be aware <laughs> that at some point there's going to be music. I'm going to have to cut you off. Yeah. No, <laughs> Here, let's make fine, a deal. Let's Corey, make a deal. Go ahead. And when you hear this music in your head, okay, when you hear this music, that means it's time to stop, okay? Are we on the same page? Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Just go um, ahead. So, but Corey, didn't you say you had a couple? I do. I have two honorable mentions. So wow. I only have one. Do you want to go first then? Yeah, yeah. I'll run first. So wait a minute. Is this the top seven? Yep. Okay. We're top, this list. top five or seven RBs. <laughs> Take it away, guys. So uh, Trey Sermon didn't make my top five. Um, he, he looks like a pro. He's got great size. Um, let me get him pulled up here real quick. He's 6'1, 215. So he's got what you look for in an NFL back. Um, I just, he doesn't do a lot in the pass game. I didn't see him making a lot of plays on guys. Um, he wasn't juking dudes out of their shoes. Um, he, does, he can get some yards after contact. But other than that, he didn't really do a whole lot for me on film. I think he's a solid back. I don't think there's a big difference between seven and five on this list. Um, and it's kind of the same situation. I've got Najee Harris as an honorable mention, who is probably surprising oh my for Daniel, God. but he probably Daniel probably thought he was gonna be my number one but after watching film my biggest thing on Najee Harris is I don't think he looks fast when he gets in the open field and he Daniel might disagree but I, I think that's gonna be a big problem for him when he gets to the next level um I've seen I saw him get blown up on a couple of pass blocks uh he is he is pretty good you know there's a pass play where he caught it you know three yards from the goal line and he was aware of where the defender was and was able to turn back inside and kind of break the tackle so i think he can be successful i'm just afraid his uh his speed's gonna hold him back to the next level daniel oh man this list is already blowing my mind yeah so <laughs> so let's wait for Najee harris we expect Najee harris to come up yeah, later so yeah that's fine daniel you've got an honorable mention go ahead and give it up yeah, piggybacking because my honorable mention is Trey Sermon. Um, I, I I do think he's a solid back. Um, one thing with running back when you go to the NFL level is how well are you going to hold up and how how 
long are you going to, you know, hold your career together? And that's staying healthy. And, and Trey Sermon has thrown up some red flags um, with, with his health. Um, and it kind of showed last year with Ohio State. But uh, he, he actually started his career at Oklahoma. Uh, Trey Sermon did, and he actually is a senior, but he only played one year at Ohio State. So we think of him as a Ohio State running back, but he actually played three years at Oklahoma, and his role started to diminish and wanted to go somewhere that he was more of a bell cow running back. And he kind of turned into that, but uh, again, just some red flags. Like you said, passing work, very minimal. I mean, he only had 12 catches last year with Ohio State, and that's, you know, that's not with top end talent at the wide receiver position uh, with Justin Fields. But he only had four touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns um, last year, less than a thousand yards. Um, he did get 116 attempts in, so he did get some work in as as the main running back. But the stats just weren't all the way there. He had a better season in 2018 with Oklahoma, but. Um, another issue I have with Trey Sermon is he lacks that top end speed. Um, my pro comp for him is Le'Veon Bell, and it's not not a compliment uh, per se, but Le'Veon Bell does a lot of things all around good. Um, but he just when he gets in the open field, he's not going to be outrunning the entire team, and that's what I kind of saw with Trey Sermon. I don't know if he's as good of a catching running back as Le'Veon Bell. He just kind of reminded me because he's shifty, gets to the second level. And then just kind of gains enough yards to where he looks good, but he's not going to, you know, have breakaway speed like my next guy on my list. But he's definitely a solid back. I was just about to hit the music. You were almost out of time. That was nearly a Grammy. <laughs> Corey, you've got another honorable mention. Let's get to the top five. Uh, I already, I already hit on both my. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Okay, okay. So yeah, uh, do you want to, do you want to start with five? Yeah, and uh, nope. Daniel gets to go first because Corey had two honorable mentions. Go ahead, Daniel. Okay, um, my number five running back um, is actually a running back that had a way better junior year than he did his senior year. Um, he should have came out into the NFL draft, and he would have been, he would have been a top end pick as a redshirt sophomore, um, and that is Chuba Hubbard. Um, I love this guy. I, I always have. He's he's creeping down lists, which I actually really like, and I'm actually kind of surprised about. Um, he's he's six one two oh seven, so he's built like uh, you know an NFL running back. If you look at him, um, he's not you know long and you know skinny about any parts. He's he's a stocky guy. But the best thing about Chuba Hubbard is that he has that breakaway speed. He is a track star, okay? He is the home run hitter of this running back class. There is no one that I'm going to mention the rest of the night that can hit a hole and take it to the house like Chuba Hubbard, and it's not even close. Um, he started off in high school being coached by Curtis Martin. Yes, that Curtis Martin. And he had 458 attempts for 6,800 yards and 82 touchdowns in high school. Okay, and he just picked that right up. Um, I'll list off. I'd mention he had a better 19 than 20. Um, in 2019, he led the nation in rushing. Okay, um, he had 328 attempts for over 2,000 yards, so 2,094 yards and 21 touchdowns, and then throw in another 23 catches for 198 yards. So this eye-popping stats um, in 2020. He was riddled a little bit by injury. The team wasn't as good. 
Um, you know, he, he threatened to hold out a little bit because of, um, you know, he, he was in the news. His coach wore a T-shirt that Chuba Hubbard didn't agree with because it represented things that he didn't agree with. You so know what, though? Wait a minute. Kinda... Wait, wait, wait. I watched that story. That was Yeah, a fast... you remember that? That was a story that makes me – so take football aside, Chuba Hubbard is a leader. Like, he he took control of his coach in that situation. Like, we don't need to go into, like, the politics of it all. I don't, I don't care, but – that the shirt that the coach was wearing was was obviously and clearly offensive to minority people. Like that was an extreme radio thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, that, that's a good point because um, the coach's response, because he knew how valuable Chuba Hubbard was to the team, he immediately came out, apologized publicly, apologized to Chuba, and then he you said know, he spent said two that, hours with Chuba talking about this and asking questions and figuring it out. Chuba Hubbard, yeah. Is the he is absolutely the focal point of that team, and whether or not you think it's dramatic, it's important because he's a guy who has the grit. You know, that's the real grit. That's something that I like. It's an intangible thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that grit no, is good. so important when you become men. You know, when you become a man on in the NFL, you're not a college kid anymore. It matters. Yeah, yeah, and and I really really like Chuba Hubbard. Um, if you just watch him. I, do yourself a favor for anyone that's listening and just want some excitement in your life heading to the draft as far as the running back position. Go ahead and go look at Chuba Hubbard highlights. It is amazing how fast this guy is. I mean, when I mentioned track star, he is a track star. But put that on a 6'1", 207 body, I, I think he's going to be great, even though he's you know floating down boards and projecting to be later and later in the NFL draft. You might surprise the people go in the second or third round and be someone's bell cow running back here in the next year or two. Okay, that's a Grammy for your fifth round, your fifth pick. Uh, Corey, you're Thank up. you. <laughs> <laughs> I Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to look at Chuba Hubbard. Uh, he was on my list, but I didn't quite get there. So he very well could have been in my top five. Uh, but rounding off uh, the top of my top five is Khalil Herbert, uh, 5'9", 212. He's a little bowling ball out of good god i don't even know where these guys played college at i think it was virginia tech is where he played college from um (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was was virginia tech and so what i loved about herbert is right off the bat he wasn't he didn't have the best uh, score in the running game or pass game for me but i think what stuck out on film was just his pass blocking he he seemed to kind of have the highest iq out of all these guys and just I mean, he would just man up on some of these linebackers and defensive ends coming in and just lock them up. Uh, with that low center of gravity, he was able to do it at 212. You know, he's only given up 20, 30, 40 pounds to some of these guys, and uh, he's able to just lock them up. But he he, he is good with the ball. Um, he's not going to be able to juke anybody out, but he, he gets downhill. He can run people over. He's hard to bring down. Um, I loved his downfield blocking, like even in the run game, when they would run sweeps, he would go down and just hit people. He wasn't scared of contact. Um, and again, just the IQ is incredible. He he does have a little bit of trouble in the run game, getting into the secondary, but if he gets in the NFL and he gets a really solid O line and they can open up some holes for him, he is good in the open field. He can change directions. He just doesn't quite have the agility to, uh, like put somebody on skates, but he can run them over, get a few extra yards. Uh, I just, and like, I think before the show, me and Daniel were talking about it. The pass blocking, I think is what 
gets guys on the field uh, in the NFL right off the bat. So if they can do that, they're going to have a chance to show what else they got. And, you know, he could, he could turn out to be, you know, a really good uh, full-time back. But again, just IQ is what it did, what did it for me on Herbert. And then uh, just being a little bowling ball. I'm imagining that kid from Peter Pan. What was his name? The round one. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Rolled down the slide. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Anyway, we don't have to talk about it. Anymore. Unfortunately, Go unfortunately, ahead. I know exactly. <laughs> what was his name? I don't. Dopey. No, uh, maybe that's, that's a dwarf. Seven dwarfs. That's a dwarf. <laughs> Daniel, uh, thoughts on Corey's Corey's pick there? Uh, yeah, it, Khalil Herbert was. Uh, someone that I, I have looked at, I I hate it. It's in my mind. It's a it, it's just something about guys that are five eight or less. I, I just don't spend a lot of time on them. I don't know why. They just I I, I want to be excited about the possibility of like a guy that's going to receive a lot of NFL work and like get a bell cow role. And Khalil Herbert is going to be a solid running back to help an NFL team. But I just, I mean, with with being five eight, I I can't remember the last like. He's five nine. Five eight running back. I think he measured five eight at the pro day, but he probably did. His um, name was his name was Ray Rice, by the way. Just so you know. Got what? you, got you right there, got you. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. That, that's that's good. Yeah, because he was not tall at all. But and right before um, that was Herbert. Maurice Jones Drew, by the way. Oh, I'm all over. And then Darren Sproles. Oh. Oh, the Got muscle it. hamster. The muscle hamster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so my point exactly. They don't come around a lot. Uh, that's four guys in the last 10 years, um, and I, I it would be hard to think of anybody else. But um, he was actually at Kansas in 2019 and transferred to Virginia Tech. Um, so that the reason he transferred is he never really had – he was always in a timeshare, and he never really had – um, you know, the backfield to himself until last year. But even at Kansas, sharing the backfield, um, he had the second highest average in the nation of rushing yards per attempt at 9.2, which is great. Um, but then he, he ranked third in yards per carry um, when he got to Virginia Tech. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, he, he's a good player. I just, man, 5'8", I, I don't like these guys. But Who do you have he, he ranked – who do you have? He finished second in total yards after contact behind Najee Harris only. So, I mean, that's a decent running back for sure. Um, my number four ranked running back is actually Kenneth Gainwell. Um, may not sound familiar because he opted out last year. Um, so he is actually coming out into the NFL as a redshirt sophomore. Okay. And he shared the backfield at Memphis with – Antonio Gibson in 2019. So remember flashback last year when we were talking about Antonio Gibson and the reason he was such a wild card was because his, his lack of involvement and, Oh, we don't really see a lot of rushing attempts. And we don't really see a lot of, a lot of catches. We know he could do both. That's because of Kenny Gainwell. Here's, here's their stats comparatively in 2019. Kenneth Gainwell rushed 231 times. Antonio Gibson, who, you know, could be in, in the running for offensive rookie of the year last year had 33 rushes in the same offense. Okay. Gainwell had 1,459 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns. And 
Antonio Gibson wasn't even on the map. He had 300 some. And then reception wise, we talk about Antonio Gibson being able to do both. Kenny Gainwell is a great receiving running back. He he had 51 catches last year for 610 or not last year, sorry, in 19. Like I said, he opted out last year. 51 catches for 610 yards. I mean, that's that's a good amount of work. By the way, Antonio Gibson only had 38 catches. So he outworked Gibson in every way and put that on a 5'11", 191 frame. I love it. I absolutely love it. The The last college running back to have 1,200 rushing yards and 600 receiving yards in the same season in college is Saquon Barkley. So I think Kenneth Gainwell is, is going to be he, – he, Antonio Gibson is my pro comp for him, but he could be even better than Antonio Gibson, and I can't wait for someone to draft him and put him in the right role, and I think he could absolutely dominate. Corey, you're up. What's your three? Uh, at four, I've got Javante oh, Williams. Yeah, nope, that's fine. Javante Williams comes in at 5'10", 220. He's a powerful runner. He's got some good speed. I love his vision. Uh, he's he's a physical pass blocker. He's not afraid to get hit. Um, I I will say I didn't like when he kind of like tried to do the Le'Veon Bell thing and be patient behind the line. Um, he kind of he seemed to get gobbled up when he did that. Um, but he wasn't very um active in the pass game. Kind of like a lot of the guys on my list, which is kind of weird. But uh, when I watched this film, he he just looked crispy. Uh, he's fluted in the open field when they can get him there. Um, you know, if, if he can get there in the NFL, get past that, that front seven, I think he'll be a hard guy to take down. Um, I, I don't know. I, I am a little bit of worried that if he's not given a solid O line in the NFL, he may not be as successful. I don't know if his speed and physicality is top end. Um, but if, if he can show that those things are elite, he I, I kind of have him compared to uh, Doug Martin, like we just talked about the muscle hamster, huh. uh, but, but just, just overall, I, I liked him in the run game, run game a lot. Um, not so much in the past, but uh, I think he's just solid. I liked him. Thoughts on the muscle hamster, the newest and most improvest muscle hamster, Daniel, anything to add to him or are you ready to move uh, on yeah. to number three? I'm ready to move on because uh, I'm going to talk about Javante here in just a minute. Okay, let's go. Number three, go. Uh, my number three running back is Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Wow. Um, yes. When you talk about just kind of an all-around running back um, that's kind of just good at everything, um, you're, you're, you're referencing Travis Etienne. I mean, he's 5'10", 205. And there hasn't been a guy with combined stats over the last three years that could top Travis Etienne. Um, yet another guy that should have gone out into the NFL draft after 2019 because 2020 didn't bode as well for him. Um, but, you know, he was thinking, you know, I've got Trevor Lawrence. Let's let's run this thing back. I'm going to, you know, rise up draft boards. But he lost a lot of talent. Um, on the O-line in 2019. Actually, Clemson did as a whole. Um, they lost a lot of pieces to the draft because that 2019 Clemson team was was awesome. So um, I don't put it all on Travis Etienne. Um, he kind of reminds me of, of a better Sonny Michelle um, because if you remember Sonny Michelle at Georgia, he was a lot better than he is in the NFL, but he could do it all. I mean, stats-wise, looking back since 2018, I mean, he had – 
two over 200 carries for over 1600 yards and 24 touchdowns in 18 in 19 another 207 rushing attempts 1600 yards another 19 touchdowns i mean these are elite seasons and add that with 34 catches last year for another 432 yards but in 2020 we saw the dip he dipped by about 40 carries and didn't top a thousand he still had 14 touchdowns but he also improved his uh his receiving numbers so he had 48 catches instead so highly involved um in the receiving game he's a very good receiving running back um i hope his body can hold up um it seems i i haven't looked up his actual injury history but it seemed like etn um not on and off the field but it seemed like he he was injured a little bit more than i would like um but yeah he all the pro football focus rushing grades no one's going to be higher, uh, I promise you that, uh, out of the draft-eligible running backs. Um, he probably was the highest last year, too. But, uh, yes, overall solid running back. I really like Travis Etienne. With Etienne, I wrote down 510-205-215 because I was seeing, like, conflicting answers on what this kid's measurables are. But the oh, one, really? Oh, Yeah. 205 to 215. That's what I've got written down. I don't know how much this guy's going to weigh when he shows up. I wrote down fast, though. It doesn't matter how much he weighs. This dude is fast. I mean, it's crazy that he could see a lane. And and, and this was, he was one of my favorite players to watch. The drawback is I never saw him run anybody over. He never just took down somebody like a Derrick Henry. That's an extreme. Not many people can take somebody down like Derrick Henry. So maybe I shouldn't even have said that, but... He never bulldozed someone, but he had the vision and he, he got through the space. And when he was when he was in open space, he was gone absolutely fast. Don't know how much he's going to weigh. I'm worried he's not going to be tough enough to push over a, a, d- a difficult line. I, I'm worried he's I'm worried he's like a James White. Is that crazy? No, I mean, no, because I, I think he's going to come in lighter, uh, closer to the 200 range because he does have a smaller frame. I mean. What's funny is we we list off the height and weight of these guys, but they're all built differently. And 205 to, you know, some of these receivers is, you know, stocky and, you know, Tyree kills 200 pounds. And he is a short, stocky guy. But Travis Etienne, his 200 pounds seems a little skinnier and smaller frame. Um, He hasn't seen 20-plus carries since 2018. So when you're talking – that that is to your point, Tony. He's not going to see – huge carry totals at the next level he's going to get kind of an all-around um you know on the field plays to and mostly passing i would i would bet because he doesn't have a big frame and i don't know that he's going to be able to hold up in the nfl long term Corey, what's your number three speaking of derrick henry my number three is ramondre stevenson this dude, my first note on this guy, as soon as I turned on the film, and I, I saw his height and weight at six foot two forty six, but on film when I turned it on, my first note was big fucking boy. And this guy is big. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big boy. <laughs> and he's got the uh he's got that Derek uh Henry stiff arm as well. I mean, I probably watched him push five dudes into the ground in the two games that I watched. It could have been five or six, seven. I mean this dude was just tossing these guys around by their helmets. Um, but what I like about him a little bit more than Henry, um, he's a little more agile on his feet. 
uh henry henry uh he can kind of shift around through the backfield and then burst but Ramondre's got a little more agility to him um he's got a great change of pace i saw a couple times where he'd be coming around the edge one-on-one he'd slow down and then take off throw him that throw him into the ground with the stiff arm um he's pretty inactive in the pass game only 18 receptions last year but if you if somebody's looking for a workhorse in this in this draft if somebody's looking for Derrick Henry I initially thought it was Najee Harris but this is Derrick Henry if you're looking for him um he's not as tall but he is heavier He's got really good speed. I, I loved his burst, and that was just incredible for a guy carrying around 246. But um, I just on the film, just every play impressed me. Every Even if he was only getting four or five yards, he was juking somebody out, throwing somebody into the ground. Just his ability to fight for the extra yards was extremely impressive, and especially at the size. He's just intimidating. Um, I that, I mean, I don't really have much else to say about him. He just looked most impressive. If somebody's looking for a bell cow, somebody that could potentially be that just workhorse like Derrick Henry that can, you know, be a physical difference, I, I think it's Ramondre Stevenson. Um, the only thing that scares me is the pass game, but with the right team, I think he's a perfect fit. Yeah, I came away uh, from looking at Ramondre Stevenson saying he's probably not going to crack my top five or six, but um, you're right. As far as an intimidation factor, I mean, when you're, when you got a guy that's 250 pounds staring at you, I mean, Jesus, some of these linebackers, I don't care what they say, they're going to be intimidated. The thing that worried me about Ramondre Stevenson is he only had seven touchdowns, and this is a guy that should be getting every carry inside the five. I mean, if you're an NFL team and you've got a guy this size, you just let him bowl through the the middle. And so I I didn't like him as far as a production standpoint. I will say I was really impressed coming away uh, from the Florida tape. Uh, They played Florida um, at the end of the year. And remember how good Florida was. They were number seven in the nation at the time. He had 186 yards and a touchdown on the ground. He averaged 10 yards a carry. So... You know, this this was a guy that was sharing the backfield with Trey Sermon uh, two years ago. So I, I liked Ramondre Stevenson. I just, I don't know. When, when it gets to be this heavy of a guy, <laughs> I kind of worry about weight <laughs> because, you know, we've seen Eddie Lacy guys that started off in the 220 range and then you can get up to 250 real, real quick <laughs> by not skipping any buffets. <laughs> and then you're, you're eating your way out of the NFL. And I, I fear that... <laughs> even though he's good and can juke and, you know, doesn't have all that much speed, you know, talk about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has a lot of speed for his size. Yeah. Um, I hope that Ramondre Stevenson doesn't uh, gain too much more weight. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's reasonable. I, I think what impressed me the most was just his agility and his, whenever he got the ball, he took off. Like there was no, like, I feel like Derrick Henry, he's got that, he's got an incredible top end speed. I, he's got, he reminds me of DK Metcalf at the top end, but I, I think where Demond, what the hell's this guy's Ramondre? <laughs> uh, he, I just the way he burst through the initial hole, and uh, I feel like Derrick Henry has a little wind up whenever he, he's got to get going. It's pretty quick, but I, I don't feel like Ramondre has as much as of a stutter. He, he looks more natural when he does it, in my opinion. 
And then he yeah. has that beautiful stiff armed God. He just buried some of those dudes on film. It was, it was incredible. <laughs> uh, who's your number two? Uh, my number two, and of course, all of this is pre-draft. I mean, all of this could change um, a little bit based on based on draft, um, where they go and what team and all that. But my number two is actually Najee Harris. Um, as far as like a guy that just has the size kind of like they're calling him Derrick Henry Jr. You know, he weighs 230, which uh, the difference between him and Armando Stevenson on film looked drastically different. <laughs> but um, he's 6'2", 230. So he is he is kind of a little mini Derrick Henry. And he was involved more in the passing game in 2020. Um, another guy that I thought should go out in 19, but they actually had a great year. Um both 19 and 20 I mean he had 39 touchdowns just on the ground um so you're talking about 50 touchdowns over the last two seasons uh for Najee Harris he has been the workhorse running back um a lot of the guys a lot of like the beat writers um that cover these college teams say that Najee Harris is better than Josh Jacobs um just from kind of we we didn't see Josh Jacobs handle a lot of passing down work and you know, we mentioned it earlier in the show, we don't see a lot of passing down work for some of these guys. It's actually hard to get re- receptions as a running back in college, unless you're just built for that. Um, we kind of nitpick that a little bit more, but Najee Harris had 43 catches last year um, for over 400 yards and four more scores. So um, the guy's a tank. Najee he Harris. doesn't get hurt you, a lot. You just nailed it. I, Najee Harris is better. I think Najee Harris is going to be better than Josh Jacobs. Like, Najee Harris moves Josh Jacobs down in the dynasty rankings. Like, that's just what it is. He really does. Every time that Najee Harris was targeted, he looked comfortable. There was never a time that I watched any play of Najee Harris's where I didn't, where I felt like he got caught off guard. The man is comfortable catching the football. And, by the way, he's 6'2", 230 pounds, and he's comfortable running the football, too. I, I mean... To me, Najee Harris is the complete package. I would make the argument that he's the number one. I'm curious who your number one is. I want to know Corey's number two, but continue about... I interrupted you with Najee Harris, but in all, in all capital letters, I put very comfortable catching the ball. I mean, that guy, it doesn't matter. In the middle, my only concern is he has separation in the middle in college that I don't think it'll translate to the NFL. I think he's going to have trouble with some of those catches that he had that he could turn into big plays. I think that's going to disappear. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to catch the ball. So uh, does that make sense? Am I, am I making sense? Yeah. No, it, yeah. it, it does. Um, and I was going to go through because other than Josh Jacobs, the last big Alabama running back that we've seen um, is Damian Harris, actually, who's kind of been forgotten about because he's kind of been buried on the Patriots depth chart. But those are the last three guys, you know, in Alabama, Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Najee Harris. And Najee Harris um, had, let's see, in 2019, had less carries than both of those guys, but he still edged into their work. Um, he had more yards after contact per attempt than both of those guys and more missed tackles and more yards per attempt on then all then the other two guys then Josh Jacobs and Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs was a high capital first round draft pick and Damian Harris I think the Patriots traded up and got him in the second so I mean when we're talking about Najee Harris we're talking about a surefire you know top 40 pick um so I, the guy doesn't have a lot of weaknesses 
Um, he had 53 targets on those 43 catches, by the way. I thought I'd mention that, 10 more targets. So they, they knew who they had. They tried to get him involved. He only dropped one target. So the other, the other nine were just un, uncatchable, still counts as targets, but he only dropped one target. So um, that that's kind of goes along what you said, Tony. But, um, yeah, he is a bell cow if I've ever seen one, 6'2", 230. Sign me up if I'm a running back needy team. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the perfect stop for Najee Harris. Please make it happen, NFL. I, I agree with most of, most things you guys said about Najee. My my biggest concern is with the speed. I'm just afraid that he's going to get like stuck in the mud in the NFL, and he's just going to have trouble ripping off those big plays like he did in college. That's for me on film. That's what popped out the most. And like I said, there's not a whole lot of difference between my number seven and my number five. Like I think he could very well be a top five guy, and I think he can be successful. But I'm just afraid he's going to get stuck in the mud. But yeah, and especially in fantasy, if he goes to a team like the Steelers, he's very well a top pick. I don't hate that at all. I don't know that he is. Wait a minute. If we're going to talk about fantasy and the Steelers with Big Ben at the, at the cusp at the end of his career, broken, right? We saw Big Ben last year. We saw Ben Roethlisberger. He's not who he used to be. Okay. Um, coupled with the, the looming threat of a new quarterback and a new system, it's not any of the backups. We know that for sure. None of the backups on the roster last year are the future of that franchise. We know that for a fact, right? We can agree with that. I don't Did know. That, smell, yes, baby. It still, it, I don't. It still I, doesn't bug me on Najee Harris. Sign me up. It, it would. If it, you're giving me the backfield, it doesn't matter who the it, quarterback it is. It concerns me with just Juju, and I mean, I guess, I guess it's not just Juju. It's not just Juju. It depends on the quarterback, oh. but there is some uncertainty. I'm not going to say it's a slam dunk, no matter what, that he is a top end fantasy pick. I want to say so, but I'm just a little bit hesitant till I'm a little bit hesitant because there's so many quarterback questions. Anyway, that's fantasy related. Never mind. Not the point. Yep. All right, Corey. What do you got? Uh, I got Travis Etienne at number two for all the reasons Daniel said. He's just I think he's the most well rounded back. In this class, he kind of does everything. Um, he didn't pop on film to me. He didn't, you know, shout, you know, superstar. But I think he does everything well enough to where he's going to be extremely effective in the NFL. Um, my note on him was slippery. Like Tony said, he doesn't run anybody over. But there's a lot of times when those defenders, they start to wrap him up and he throws a spin move on them and just kind of peels out of their arms. Um, so he's got some elusiveness to him. Uh, he hits, he runs downhill. He, whenever he sees a hole, he just hits it and goes, you know, he doesn't know what, what's on the other side of that hole, but he usually falls forward for at least three or four yards. So I don't see why an NFL team wouldn't absolutely love him. I, I think he'll be one of the top two or three guys off the board. Um, just super well-rounded. That's what I like about him. Are we down to number ones? We're down to number ones. Yep. Wow. Yep. Who wants to go first? Daniel. Are you sure? Daniel's gone first every time. Dan Daniel, do you know who my number one is? Um, you already... Uh, no, I don't. I've got Ken Kenny Gainwell as number one. Oh, nice. I, I was sitting here thinking, did he... I was looking at my list. Did you say Kenny Gainwell? I'm not sure. Nice. 
like that. Dude, Kenny's Kenny's film. I just watched two games, and it was just straight film. I didn't watch any highlights. The dude's a human highlight reel. the The first play I watched when he got the ball, the, the announcer goes, "He hit him with the sauce," and he just juked this guy out. <laughs> he juked this guy out of his shoes, man. Half the plays they run on offense, he's spread out as a wide receiver, and he's out there running out routes, catching the ball on the sideline, which is just extremely impressive. Um, at 5'11", 195, I think he could be a wide receiver, uh, but he looks good in the run game too. He's patient. Um, he's fast, and he just jukes people out of their shoes. Tony, if you liked uh, Najee Harris and ETN film, you're going to love Kenny Gainwell film. I think you should turn it on. Um, there, there's a play where his quarterback threw an interception in the end zone and Kenny ran, he hustled, went and got the tackle. He ran all the way downfield, got the tackle. There's a, a pass blocking play. He absolutely laid out Micah Parsons, laid him out, and then went Wait. out for a pass. Um, he runs route. There's a play, he caught a ball in traffic. Well, I guess traffic isn't the right word, but he was – heavily covered by a defensive back, caught the ball on the sideline. Um, whenever they run, there's another player I talked about earlier, but if they run like reverses or a lot of these guys are in RPO systems where the quarterback will take off and run, he runs downfield, he hits dudes, he's not afraid to hit them. Um, and just when he has the ball in his hands, just absolutely explosive. Like I, I don't see any reason if Jamar Chase can sit out a year and be the number one wide receiver in everybody's rankings, why can't Kenny Gainwell? And I feel like that's the only knock. And I, it's not even a knock. People just haven't heard of him. And I feel like that's why he's not high up these boards. This this guy's an absolute superstar. His, the film I watched, two games, absolutely high. It, it was a highlight reel. It was incredible. Daniel, you said that Gainwell was the missing name, and you haven't said Gainwell either. Is he your number one? No, I did. No, no, no. I oh, said did? it at four. I already. I went at four. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Which I mean, God, anyone in these top five are all great running backs. So, you know, the difference between four and one could be decided, you know, in the draft. But I, I agree with Corey. It's amazing that people really loved Antonio Gibson and was watching his tape and didn't come away impressed with Kenny Gainwell. <laughs> Because he was doing all the same things that Gibson was doing, but way better. I mean, there were multiple catches, like like Corey said, out as a wide receiver. I mean, this guy looked like a wide receiver. He would catch, he would catch a ball away from his body, both hands, snug catch, and get blasted in the same second, and that ball didn't move an inch. I mean, he he's got a knack for the ball, whether whether he's rushing or receiving, and he has just got natural talent. I really hope that a team is going to give him a chance. He's 22, um, and he just turned 22. So he's 21 literally a month ago. Um, but I, I really hope that he can get on a team that Antonio Gibson uh, did, you know, a type of team that can give him a chance to do it all because he really can. He, he, I think he's a weapon. Like my, the, the only comparison that came to mind, like watching him, is like Percy Harvin. But like Percy, he was a wide receiver. Um, but just the way he can flex out, plays a wide receiver, run routes, catch the ball. I mean, if a team uses Gainwell right, he's an absolute he's an absolute weapon in the pass game, the run game. Um, heck, a quarter of his snaps, and this isn't accurate stuff I'm throwing out, but it felt like a quarter of his snaps came from uh he ran the Wildcat in Memphis a ton. 
it's just wild incredible film tony you should watch it i'll watch it i'll watch it it was good coaching because they just they wanted to get him into his hands they they knew who was who was helping the team so um my number one running back uh going through all this tape and uh, just kind of everything in here is javante williams um out of north carolina uh he's 5'10 220 he's only 20 years old um I, I really, really liked his tape. Um, he's coming out as a junior, and he actually shared the backfield last last season with Michael Carter, who is another um, kind of top running back on a lot of people's lists, and they, they just shared the backfield. But I was super impressed with Javante Williams. Um, he uses his body right. Like, like Corey said, he kind of got a little frustrated when – He's getting too cute behind the line and kind of looking for the hole, but on plays that he found it, which, which was most of the time, I feel like he, he smashed it. I mean, he has great vision. I feel like to where when he sees something progressing and the reason he may have stopped is because I don't know that their offensive line. I mean, obviously they supported two really good caliber running backs, so it had to have been good, but I don't know how much of that was those two guys and their skill set rather than the offensive line. So maybe it was plays breaking down that kind of he could see it happening ahead of time that made him switch gears, switch directions, something. Because when a play worked out, you could definitely tell. He led the nation <laughs> with force missed tackles, with 75. He had 75 force missed tackles. It is hard to bring this guy down. And he's 5'10". He's not just a you know muscle hamster 5'8 bowling ball. He is tall. And, and he'll show that at, at the NFL level. And that's what you need at the NFL level. Um, in 2020, he had 157 rushes for 1,140 yards and 19 touchdowns. And Michael Carter had one carry less, <laughs> but 10 less touchdowns. Okay. And they both had 25 catches. So again, it's hard to get a bunch of catching numbers up, but Javante Williams is another one of those guys that looked very solid um, when catching the ball. He looked very, very comfortable. He didn't take his eyes off the ball too quickly. It wasn't like a double catch, you know, on some of these guys where they end up making the catch. It goes on the stat sheet. It just looks crisp. It hits him on his 25 catches. And this is huge too. It's all about creating space on his 25 catches. He had nine broken tackles. Okay, that's almost half of his catches. So they're the way, getting him out. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Thud Butt. That's his name. Thud Butt. That's the fat rolling kid in Peter Pan. Thud Butt. Continue. You know, if you would have said that, I really don't even know if I would remember that. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Rashawn <laughs> Hammond. Rashawn Hammond plays it, but his name is Thud Butt. Okay, and now we know the fat kid hey, rolling down the hill. That that Carolina quarterback, he got beat to shit in that film. He was horrible, <laughs> dude. Every play, like if he held the ball for more than like a second and a half and had to make a decision, he was getting mauled. Yeah, yeah. the The only worry that I have with Javante Williams is that he embraces contact which is a good thing when you're looking at him going into the, into the NFL level. Um, but he, he almost like he seeks it out. Like he, I talked about the broken tackles. I mean, some, some of those you can't help, 
but he'll see a guy heading right to him. And instead of trying to outrun him, if he doesn't think he's going to outrun him, he just kind of stares right at him and <laughs> goes at him and just plows him over. And I'm really hoping that he could prolong his career and maybe go out of bounds a little bit, you know, avoid getting hit. But um, he's he's looking for someone to take out. Um, and and he, it's almost like he can't help himself. But, um, yeah, I was just, just reading Todd McShay called him the most underrated running back in the draft. Um, LaDainian Tomlinson, Hall of Fame, obviously amazing running back. His favorite running back in the draft is also Javante Williams. I thought I'd point that out. So he, he passes the eye test for more than just me. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three, three.